The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers who listen early and ad-free on their own RSS feed. Find out more at patreon.com slash sunranto, how you can listen early and ad-free for just a dollar a month. Uh, this particular iteration of this show is brought to you by my bookie. Now, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Now, sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on the Cubs because they're the Cubs. Now, regardless, whether you've been betting for years or ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support the Cubs this season, don't just sit there in the stands. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie is going to double, double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR and it activates the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. C-H-A-I-R. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Welcome to the Sunranto Show on a Saturday morning, the first day of Cubs baseball. Well, spring training baseball, it doesn't really count, but this isn't really going to be a Cubs podcast. Um, Hi, my name's Danny Rocket. We, of course, here on the show have old times that are not forgotten out in Colorado, eh? and I don't believe Crawley's coming on today, but instead of Crawley, we're going to be doing a Pirates preview and um, to introduce the man, the myth, it's the guy who sings your name over and over again. Uh, I'm wait, Brian, Brian, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Brian, 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 Brian. All right, that's enough of that. But hi, it's Brian Ziegler, our Pirates fan friend. Come on the show to discuss his... Uh, team <laughs> uh, do you remember when we used to do these and they were the pirate pittsburgh pirates preview preview yeah pod- podcast pavilion? We yeah i think the team has a lot of p right now that's that's that that's all we have to hope for you know <laughs> Poop. I, the the past few years have been somewhat optimistic when we've come around to this but uh i i'm ready to accept my beating this year oh there's nothing to be optimistic well no that's not true 
you there are a couple of players on this team that if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, I think the only thing you have going for you this year is can I watch a few guys be good? Yeah, and I think it's a different kind of bad team than they used to have. You know, late 90s, early 2000s, literally every guy on the roster was below average, and it was just kind of the journeyman show. Uh, This year, you do have a couple players that's going to be fun to watch, but a lot of real hot garbage. Yeah, I noticed. When looking at your depth chart, I'm like, wow, there's like 17 players that can play third base, or left field, or center field, or right field, and I've heard of maybe two of them, and they're both all in the depth chart on all the positions. But... I was looking uh, at your last year, so let's start with that, not that you want to, but there was one bright spot in the Pirates year, is that they won 69 games exactly. They shot for that. Nice. That had to be the goal. Yeah, I was very proud of them, but they still came in fifth place, and you did beat your Pythag by one game, which I'm guessing was probably a game that they beat the Cubs during. Well, that, that, that's where you got to give all the credit to Clint Hurdle, right? For uh, for really pulling this team uh, above <laughs> expectation. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, I, uh, I think I, I think I misheard that. I believe it's called sarcasm. Oh, um, okay. So, Good. but it did not go for, well for the Cubs against the Pirates last year, considering that they weren't good. Uh, the Cubs were eleven and eight versus the Pirates, which is a winning record, but. You know, come on. You got to beat up on the Pirates a little bit more than that if you want to win a division, which we did not, especially because the Cubs outscored the Pirates 125 to 88. That is the most runs the Cubs scored on anybody last year. 30 more runs than they scored on any other team, which was the next team was the Brewers. Um, and they scored 47 of those 125 runs during one series at Wrigley in mid-September. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, uh, technically, the Cubs were about even until that series, and then all of a sudden they just blew up for all those runs and made it look much more lopsided than it really was. Well, it, it, but no, I think I think they were pretty lopsided. I mean, that and that was part of the reason why I mean there were plenty of reasons why Hurdle was let go, but I mean, I think a big part of it was that the team really had no heart. There there you know, once they got behind by two or three runs, you could pretty much assume they were going to lose and it, there was no no shame. <laughs> you know, eight, 18 to 5 was the same as 4 to 3. Um, did, did Clint Hurdle ever have shame, though? I don't believe that man knows what shame even means. I mean, you could just tell by the way he chomps like 23 pieces of gum at the same time, uh, sitting up there uh, telling telling his bullpen to throw it, guys. I mean, what an asshole this. I mean, you guys really, this last year, became the bad boy, like literal pirates. You became literal pirates last year that, you know, uh, they boarded the ship of the opposing team, ripped uh, ripped fastballs at their heads. I mean, that was the but, heart, quote unquote, that Clint gave. Just I think what, the, what they were doing heart. was really just practicing for the Astros this year. <laughs> right. they, they don't even get to play the Astros this year. <laughs> oh, man. He, he didn't know that. But you know the thing. I, I think the other thing that, that that's telling the the big statistic is they gave up over nine hundred runs last year. Oh. Nine hundred, yeah, nine hundred and eleven runs they gave up last year. Yeah, 
Yeah, we scored a lot of those. Oh, 911? Never forget. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Never forget. Um, <laughs> but the Pirates did – I mean, the thing is, you guys had this weird offense that was like death by a thousand cuts. You had no power on the team except for maybe Josh Bell. And you guys just singles, singles through the holes, singles through the holes, singles through the holes. And all of a sudden, the Cubs ended up losing eight of these games, including yeah. getting swept in Pittsburgh and right after scoring 47 runs against them at Wrigley. And so, I mean, it, it's just you wonder if it's got that similar kind of feeling offense and the Cubs aren't adjusting. They they play the Pirates 19 times if and they play them 13 times before May 21st. So, like, yeah, I if mean, we don't beat you guys, you know, if we don't go 10-3 and three versus you, that could sink our season just by what we did against the Pirates. It, and it's going to be the same kind of, you know, when, when you use pesky as a compliment, you know, where they're, it, you're right. And it's going to be the same kind of offense. I mean, obviously there's, there's not going to be any power added, but you have a lot of guys who can put wood on the ball. I mean, it's going to be a surprisingly decent offense for something with no power. Um, you know, you're not, it, the, you know, the funny thing is for a team with no power, they had seven guys in double digits. I mean, nine if you count the bench. Dude, that was so, last year. They were playing with a racquetball. Come on. I could hit double digits last year. Just go up there and put your bat out there, and something's going to go over the fence. Yeah, I see in the notes here you've got Josh Bell finally broke out. But it was more of a surprise uh, when you're looking at numbers when people didn't break out. Yeah, that, that's true. But the thing is, you know, I, I think Bell's season is particularly impressive when you consider there was there's no one no one backing him up. I mean, you could you yeah. could pitch around him to nobody to what Colin Moran. Well, but when you already have a three run lead, you fucking <laughs> you're like just you don't get, care. Let's get this game over. <laughs> <laughs> let's just pitch to Bell. No, but I, I do see your point, Brian, that he's got no protection in the lineup. Uh, well, kind of. You guys had like a batting average, just no slugging. You know, and and that's what it was. That's how you beat the Cubs in those eight games last year. Right, right. You know, and just you know, you're just scoring runs in these stupid ass ways. In fact, the the Pirates beat the Cubs eighteen to five in a, in a laugher last year. You know, and I mentioned before the sweep, where right when we needed the wins the most at the end of the year. So it's oh my like- god, we were so excited. The Cubs <laughs> destroyed the Pirates. The Cubs fans were like, here we go. This is it. The last end of the season push. We're going to fucking dominate and win this division. And uh, what happened right after that, Danny? Oh, well, I think we lost the next yeah, series. We lost like, like, sweep. We lost like the next nine games. <laughs> it so, was the worst. I know. We were so excited. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I've got the season results here. So that series in Pittsburgh. Um. Well, the series at Wrigley was amazing. 17 to 8, 14 to 1 and 16 to 6. Yeah, and, and that's finals. when we got high. That's when we got excited and we thought the Cubs were going to like, you know, yeah. storm into the playoffs. Then Cincinnati came to town on Monday, September 16th, and we beat them 8 to 2. And then managed to lose 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 <laughs> games straight. <laughs> Including the last three to the Pittsburgh Pirates, in which we lost nine to two, four to two, and nine to five. What a way to make a living! Oh my goodness! Yeah, and we got beat up by Liriano, Michael Feliz, and Joe Musgrove. Well, I got to tell you, you know, if I can't be a spoilers fan the next couple of years, I got nothing to look forward. 
too. See, so you got to take your pleasure where you can get it. But don't you want to spoil the Cardinals more? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good. Uh, but you take them where you can get them. Sure. <laughs> Just spoil the whole Central and end up winning the damn thing. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, we played spoiler all year and ended up with 101 wins. Um. So uh, who, who do you got on this team? Uh, you were talking about this new guy, and I remember him because he's one of those dudes that were poking it through the hole all year. Newman. Kevin Newman. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Kevin Newman, you know, it's funny. He he always was kind of a dinky dunk player down in AAA. And he came up to the big team and everyone's thinking, well, all right, he's, you know, he's another Jack Wilson. He's just going to put the bat on the ball once in a while, but just have nothing. And he hit 12 home runs last year as a rookie. Um, so, you know, he's he's really solidified himself as as the shortstop and they haven't had a good shortstop in a long time. You haven't he's, had a shortstop in a long time. You've had <laughs> yeah, like first I mean, How is he defensively? about average um he, he's gonna make the plays he need to make nothing nothing special but you're not gonna see him on the uh on the top 10 errors either oh, okay all right and then uh th- i mean it's a who's who of who's that on your team but brian reynolds kind of came out as a stand-up uh, and he spells his name uh like you do and yeah and i i must compliment him on his uh on his good taste there i you know the <laughs> stupid thing about brian reynolds and this this just kind of shows the incompetence of the management team you know when uh polanco got hurt last year they went through a couple of other outfielders all kinds of nightmare stuff before bringing up reynolds for the second time uh just for him to hit 314 uh, you know with an opposite close to 900 for the rest of the year um, yeah, it's 16, yeah. 16 dongs. You know, he did strike out a fair amount. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, every didn't walk. Everybody who's going to hit 16 in a shortened season is going to strike out a bit. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know 491 at bats last year. I mean, it, you're right, though. I mean, th- oh, these are the guys that were going to I mean, he's only 25. You know, they probably just didn't want to start the clock on him because and and I'll get into it in a little bit because I did some reading yeah. about kind of I mean, you have a 50 million dollar payroll right now. So, it, it, you know, I guess the some of these young guys have to kind of break out and have the front office feel confident in them. You already got Josh Bell and you got him for another few years under right. control. Uh, but if you need like Newman and Reynolds and dudes like that to kind of break out in order for the front office to be like, okay, maybe we could build around this core and actually sign some players, which I mean, when's the last time you signed anybody? Dickerson, <laughs> I guess, I, you know, I, but you know, that's the thing is the thing that they haven't done this year, which is really frustrating is you know, they used to fill the holes with lottery picks, and they sometimes worked out. You know, Cervelli worked out pretty well for a while. Dickerson worked out really well. Um, you know, the, the kind of scrap heap guys in their late 20s who never quite lived up to what they were supposed to be. Uh, and for a while, the Pirates would plug holes with those kinds of guys. Um, well, you can't have them this year because the Cubs took them all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did. The Cubs owned all of them. All, we took every single one of them on a split deal. Well, it, it, I tell you the, the the guy that really killed me at the at the end of the off season was you know the the Pirates were connected with Kevin Pillar for a long time, yeah. And he, he's not going to get you to the promised land, but he's a professional ball player. You can stick in for a year or two until uh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get into prospects later. We got a good center field prospect down in Double A, but there's like literally no real center fielders on this team, and Pillar would have been perfect. 
Yeah. And they just, they couldn't make, you, you got to make something happen. Yeah. And they didn't make that. Where did Pilar end up going? He went to Boston. Boston, right. And yeah. and instead, you guys, uh, you got um, Jared Dyson, <laughs> who who is not very good. And actually, we could talk about him now because he is an addition. I, I saw an article by uh, Nicholas Caparoso. Okay. Um, this is in the, um, God, what's the name of their blog? I've got it right here. Uh, it's the fan-sided blog called uh, Rum Bunter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rum Bunter. And the the headline is, Jared Dyson seems unenthused to be on the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> his quote is great. <laughs> yeah, and his quote is this. Ain't too much out there right now. <laughs> you would love to explore. But at the same time, you have to take what you can. Take the no. good with the bad and roll with it. Make the most of it. It's like, oh god, he he does not have a future career in PR. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the endorsement deals are going to be rolling in during his one year stay in Pittsburgh this year. You know, well, and, you know the incredible thing is that this guy's made an admittedly long pro career out of being really fast. Like he's Billy Hamilton if Hamilton couldn't hit at all, which he can't anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. well, but never could. Okay, you know. do you guys hate these hate these players? These like really fast players that just seem to keep popping up, like Juan Pierre. Yeah, guy. I, I, yeah, I kind of just hate baseball players whose main attribute is that they're fast. They, they're. I mean, when I was younger, I think it was a little more fun to see them steal some bases, but. Yeah, they they never get on base. They don't play def- defense very well. It's just like this is. I mean, go run track or do something else. <laughs> well, you know, that's just it. If Pierre could have gotten, uh, Pierre did get on base, you know, for a good while, and I, so that wasn't so bad. But Dyson, it, absolutely. I mean, he's he's going to hit two twenty. You're going to put him at the front of the lineup. Oh. I, and how many Dyson sucks? Uh, jokes is everyone gonna fucking make, I've already right? made like five of them in my head during this podcast so <laughs> I just haven't found my opportunity to unleash the joke but you just did so there we don't have to say it and and I think this is and, and it's, it seems like I'm I'm on autopilot with this every year but he's the kind of signing that you know as a fifth outfielder pinch runner kind of guy who can play left center or right at the end of a game he's great I, signing him as your starting center fielder at age 35 is is madness. Yeah. I mean, that's well, that's just Well, sad. is it madness? I mean, he took a million or two, and they're not spending any money. So they're like, hey, we'll get this guy out, out there. Maybe, you know, people have heard of him. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but people haven't heard of him. <laughs> yeah, they really haven't. He's like, yeah. Unless you really pay attention to to baseball like he's always been a fringe player on other teams like this might be it's probably not his first starting role I think he started for the D-backs before right yeah he for a couple of years yeah. yeah but yeah he's on the tail end of it and well I mean but the Pirates aren't planning on doing anything back there so does it really matter he's just there till your double a center field prospect what's his name till he uh, uh, Tra- Travis Swaggerty Swaggerty yeah, Ooh. is that a is that a great baseball name? Oh yeah. yeah, I want a shirt already. I hope he gets traded to the Cubs because we need a center fielder <laughs> too, kind of. So I was just looking up uh, Dyson vacuum cleaners actually do have a few T-shirts, so you could get yourself a Dyson T-shirt. 
the Dyson V10 t-shirt. Yeah. It's like a schematic. The thing <laughs> is, at this point, with the way the Pirates are going and the support of their fans currently, I think the Pirate shirt might be actually cheaper than the, than the <laughs> Dyson shirt. You can just go to any place across from PNC Park and uh, and find that on the sale you know, rack. Speaking of shirts, I, I really do have to ask Brian, like, because your name is the same as Brian Reynolds, <laughs> yeah. do you go get that shirt? Well, they don't put his first name on the shirt. I know, but it's still, he's Brian Reynolds. He'll have the, you know, a jersey, and people that he knows will get the joke, right? Well, I, I think I think Reynolds needs to wear, be wearing my jersey. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Is it yeah. possible that if you buy the entire uniform, you could sneak out on the field? Oh, heck, <laughs> because I, they wouldn't really notice. I could be the starting catcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Once they get uh, once they get the robot umpires, it, it won't even matter because you can just be back there with you know sitting in a lawn chair <laughs> with a giant glove that just hits you. You know, it won't even matter. That that's the intent. So uh, you Clint Hurdle gone, and I think that's a huge move. And actually. Isn't the front office kind of all new? And you got a so you got a new manager, and didn't you get a new uh, GM or no? Uh, new G, new GM too. Yeah, Brian Charing or Charrington. Um, he uh, was part of kind of the the Red Sox. I don't know if you call it a renaissance, but uh, he worked with the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. And um, I, you know, it's kind of interesting when when they were hired late last year, the fan base was really excited. Okay, let's go. Let's start cleaning house. And, you know, other than dumping Marte for a couple of single A guys, nothing has happened so, uh, well, since then. And that they was have a, a lot of chips to work with. Well, you know, I, I think they do. I mean, I think you could, blo- you know, talking earlier about having some garbage and some halfway decent players. I mean, I think you could you could have gotten more for Marte. You can certainly get something for Frazier. Um not sure if Polanco's worth anything, but I mean, I hate to say it, even guys like Reynolds and Newman, you have to restock the miners because there's nothing down there. And given that the Pirates aren't going to sign any free agents, I, I mean, I think you have to really like do what the Marlins do, do what the Tigers did. And rather than this drive for 70 wins, just go, you know what? We're going to suck for the next three years, and that's just it, and trade everything you've got for prospects and haven't they been doing that since the Cubs knocked them out of the wild card? I, but they really haven't been. I mean, that's that's and that's part of the reason why they got rid of the, the previous general manager is the, the trades were just horrible. I mean, they traded two of their best prospects for Chris Archer and it, they were prospects who couldn't make it at the major league level under Pittsburgh management, and then as soon as they went to Tampa Bay, we're both all-stars. Oh, nothing um, is worse than that, right? When you see your prospects suck on your team and then go somewhere else and become great. Well, and here's somebody that didn't suck. I mean, what did you get for Garrett Cole? Yeah, I mean, a, a mediocre third baseman. Um, Casey Moran? And, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. He, it, <laughs> That's what you got for Garrett Cole. Um, I mean, not that he'd you know, they, be on the team now anyway, because he basically makes as much as your entire team does. <laughs> well, right. And, 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 you know, that that's part of 
you know, trades when guys are leaving. You know, there's no way, you know, at least with, um, with some of the guys, there's a chance they're going to stick around for the career. You know, with McCutcheon, there was always kind of the fantasy he might stick around. With Cole, you knew there was no shot. Yeah. Cole was gone. You know, Cole right. was going to be a Yankee. And it's um, better to have a middling third baseman than to have absolutely nothing, right? Right, right. Uh, oh, and you know what? I'm wrong. It, it, Cole didn't come over in the uh, uh, Moran didn't come over in the Cole trade. It was a uh, Musgrove. Oh, oh. Well, he's your yeah. ace, so right. <laughs> you just about the same level of meh. Yeah, you know, I, you just traded he, aces. That's all you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all relative to your team, who your ace is, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, we don't know how good Cole's going to be without a garbage can man. <laughs> well, That's he didn't. True. I mean, they, he didn't. Like, <laughs> I know it, 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 it's a stupid joke because yeah. obviously nobody's hitting a garbage can when your own pitcher's out there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see already at uh, at Astros spring training? They've got people showing up hitting on garbage cans. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then like having to run away because yeah. throw it out all year long, bitches. That's what you're getting. You know what? Tonight at the start of spring training, the first game for the Astros is actually against the Nationals. <laughs> they yeah, last yeah. faced during Game Seven of the World Series that they, well, the Nationals won. Astros lost it. Guess they didn't bang hard enough. Um, interruption! Interruption! You are not a Patreon subscriber, so you have to listen to an advertisement for SunRanto.com/slash/shopping. I'm not really a robot. I'm Danny Rocket, and I'm flesh and blood, and um, I need your support. Because if you are a Sunranto listener and you want to help out the Sunranto show, you can do so without becoming a Patreon subscriber by just doing what you were going to do anyway and shopping at StubHub and our Amazon search bar and Fanatics and Reebok and Vibrators.com and Beer and MLB Shop and all the places that I've set up that if you click on our links at sunranto.com slash shopping or shop through the Amazon search bar, we get a little bit of money and we keep the lights on here. And this flesh and blood person that's not really a robot can uh, get a little bit of money uh, to buy beer and tickets to go to baseball games. It is the circle of baseball, the circle of life. So please go to sunranto.com slash shopping and uh, buy buy some shit. Um, if you don't want to ever hear an ad like this again, subscribe to us. Patreon.com slash sunranto, a dollar a month. You get your own RSS feed. You get the show early, a, a week early in some cases. Um, so you should do it. You should just do it. It's only a dollar a month. And um, unless you're, I don't know, living on, you know, two cents a day in some, you know, poor rural town in Bangladesh, I think you could probably afford a dollar. Now, I've got nothing against people in Bangladesh. I have things against you, who is a freeloader to this show. Um, no, just kidding. Back to the show. So, I mean, what do you think of your your rotation? Let's talk them. Like, Musgrove was your guy, I guess. He's still listed as your number one in the depth chart. But then Chris Archer, I mean, everybody expected a lot more of him than he really ever gave. And then you got Trevor Williams, who's been around for a couple of years, Mitch Keller, Brawl, Chad Cool, And then you added Derek Holland, who's probably going to be out of the pen, I would guess. But I don't know if he's going to get a chance to start. If, if he's starting... Uh... Uh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I, I I hope things don't get to that point. I mean, I, you know, the entire it's it's a rotation of like threes and fours. 
Yeah. Um, it, they're all arguably major league pitchers. Like Brault's a five. Williams is a four. You know, Archer's a two on a good day, a, a you know, bullpen pitcher on a bad day. Musgrove's solid. I, you know, the, the big thing we're hoping is that Mitch Keller can can do something this year. Yeah, he's he's the guy that when I was kind of looking up uh, Pirates pitching and stuff, he's the only one that I looked at. He's young. He's uh, twenty. He will be he will be twenty four in like a month or two. Uh, and his fielding independent pitching was three point one nine. You know, which is much better than his seven point one three ERA yeah. that he yeah. had over eleven games. But the you know the big thing that you know sticks out with him is his three walks per nine versus twelve point two strikeouts per nine. Yeah. If he, I mean, and those walks, I mean, you'll take three walks per nine, but you'd probably prefer a little bit less than that. But the strikeouts are there, for, obviously. I mean, how hard does this guy throw? Oh, I, I don't know. I didn't see. I, I don't have that. Well, <laughs> I know uh, he yeah. doesn't throw hard enough, or it doesn't have enough movement because even though those numbers are great, he also uh, has given up seventy-two hits. In 48 innings pitch. So he's got a 1.833 whip and it's mainly being hit. Yeah. His, his, his fastball is like mid nineties, mid nineties. I'm looking at now 96 and then a slider yeah. at 88. So fastball. Slider and, and he has decent movement too. I mean, the thing is though, there have been a decent number of hot pirates pitching prospects coming up the last few years. And you know, everyone's, kind of melted down when they hit the majors. So everyone's kind of skeptical. Although there's also a new pitching coach, um, Oscar Marin, who, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the criticism of pirates pitching in recent years was that everything was pitch to contact, pitch to contact, pitch to contact. Um, Which is great if you're getting the ground balls. Right, right. Exactly. Um, But not everybody can do that. And Marin's strategy, at least, you know, from what we've heard, has been pitch to your strength. Do what you do well, rather than trying to go into this ground ball you know, strategy uh, that works these for some new people age, and not others. These new age hippies with their... He's, yeah, he's a damn hippie. <laughs> well, I, I did read that you guys actually added a pitch lab. Welcome to Pitch Lab. Bienvenidos a Pitch Lab. Yeah, I mean, so you got you got the Pitch Lab, and what's the uh, the name of this one? Like not it's not drive line, that's the hitter one. This one's the uh I wrote it down and I'm looking for it. What's the name of your pitch lab? Well you yeah. stumped me on this one. I, I have to say, uh Danny, pitch lab is my favorite drop that you have. Rap, but it's uh Rap Soto. Rap Soto. Yeah, you got Rap Soto. And not only do they sell advanced equipment to, you know, tell you your pitch uh not just velocity, but the spin rates and all that good stuff. Uh, and it'll analyze your movement, and um, not only does it that do that with pitch tracking technology, but they also sell hats on their website. So if you want to be a Rap Soto fan, you can. I thought Rap Soto was one of those apps on your phone that would tell you what song was playing that's, on the radio. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But apparently, they <laughs> branched out into pitching. I, yeah, I'm looking. It's the same company. They do music identification and pitch identification. I mean, they've got this Rap Soto. It's pitching 2.0. It costs four to five thousand dollars, and you can develop your perfect pitch. You get a a camera, 
a mon a radar monitor, a Rapsodo computing engine or an RCE, <laughs> a Rapsodo protection tank, monitor and RCA carrying po- pouches. It looks like a, a like a a wedge, like a yeah. speaker wedge, you know. And then you get the app, and you need a subscription for the full version of the app with cloud access. This thing's four to five thousand dollars, and, and a baseball hat. And you get a hat. I, no, I don't even think it comes with a fucking hat. Oh Jesus! It's more popular than a pirate's hat. I'll give him that. <laughs> I, you know what though? Th- this answer is one of the mysteries of spring training because a friend of mine was posting from down there. Uh, and said that it was weird that the pitchers were all kind of pitching from behind a tarp, um, and we just figured it's because no one wanted to, no one wanted to see him this year. But I guess that's <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. I, I always thought Rapsodo was something you got at Starbucks. I yeah. thought it was like kind of a kind of a fruity little seltzer drink. Yeah, so. yeah. Can I get the Rapsodo Grande? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess this is provides instant data on pitch velocity, spin rate, true spin rate, spin axis. And spin efficiency. That false spin rate's been just a nightmare lately. That's you spin me right round, baby, right round like a rhapsody. Like a, like a baby. <laughs> yeah, right-handed pitchers have been talking about fake spin rate for the last four years. Is that a masturbation joke? <laughs> no. All right, just check. It is. It is a veiled political joke talking about fake news. Ah, uh, gotcha. And so- it was terrible. So I'm glad I explained it. So, so <laughs> we should spend more time on that now. Yeah. <laughs> so what else happened? All right. Lowest payroll in baseball. And now do you blame? I'm reading a lot about everybody blames Robert Nutting, a man with a net worth of one point three billion dollars yeah. that will not spend until the team does better. And uh, the rum bunters, Nicholas Caparoso said, if the team does not respond and start to play more competitive baseball, then there will not be any spending in the near-term future. This follows up with the previous regime, who had often blamed the fans for not coming out and supporting the team, and how that would hold the organization back from spending because revenue was down. Is ju- this just Robert Nutting being a cheap ass? And yeah, yeah, it is. I- literally, no one believes him because the thing is, this is the same story we heard in the early in the early teens. Um, you know, then we led up to the three playoff years and then coming out of 2015, it was possible to retool that team and keep them competitive. I, I, I can't say the string of, of playoffs would have continued. It probably wouldn't have. Um, but it was possible to keep that team competitive for another few years and he didn't spend, you know, so. Right. When they were winning, he still didn't spend. So why, why, we why would you believe him now? now? Yeah. Right. So there's absolutely no faith. Uh, that that's and, that that's actually going to be the case. And I really hate when I hear this from these fucking rich assholes that like we're not going to we're not going to give you nice things until you get better. But that doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Because like you, if you need if you give them shitty tools, they're not going to be better. Well, right. Well, right. and but the new manager and I mean, tell me about this guy. I mean, Derek Shelton, Twins bench coach. I mean, do we know anything? I mean, he probably well, did well for the Twins. Were twins. Great. Yeah, the Twins. Well, they yeah. hit, a lot, hit a lot of home runs last year anyway. And and nobody expected them to be good or at least as good as they were. So is this the kind of move of like that they, they hire? I mean, because the Cubs are doing this. They got the young manager, uh, first time manager, right? I assume this is his yeah. first manager job. Yeah. 
and then they got the pitch lab open. So I think all the teams are kind of doing this like, okay, we're going to get a bunch of these like semi-talented, mid-range, cheap dudes, you know, not even, well, not just the scrap heap guys, but also developing, you know, pitchers that maybe have something. I mean, how many pitchers throw 91? All of them. Right. Right. So I like, do at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, so you, and you get, have a true spin of 12. Yeah. So then you increase the spin, you get a little bit more movement. You could do more with 91, 92 than you could. Then you don't have to dial it up to 90. Then you can work this. on Fox news when you're done pitching. It's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Worst callback ever. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, is this that move? Like, is this the kind of thing that Charrington, you know, he's new. So he's like, okay, we're going to get this this nerdy bench coach guy who understands yep. rap Soto. And they're going to take these dudes you've never heard of and spin straw into gold. Well, that's the talk is that the reason they haven't made a whole lot of, of changes in the roster coming up into this year is that they want to see what they've actually got. You know, can can. Polanco, can Colin Moran actually be real major leaguers before you give up on him? And and that's what Shelton has come in kind of being known for is getting the most out of you. So if Colin Moran can actually be a decent hitter and and more than a statue at third base, he's going to be the guy to be able to pull it out of him. Um and you know, kind of kind of talk around camp is that there's been less kind of time wasting crap. There's been less meetings, less drills that don't do anything and more of a focus on actually getting to the heart of what's going to make the team better. You, you know, now, whether he's got the tools to do anything with him, I, I I don't know. You know, Clint Hurdle's out there being like, OK, 100 jumping jacks. Let's go. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> now it's time to do and, burpees. Let's do some burpees. <laughs> and and. No one on the team has come right out and smacked him down, but there's been a lot of kind of passive-aggressive, wow, this spring training's been great. We haven't wasted as much time on meaningless crap as someone might have in pre... You know, it, there's been a lot of kind of that kind of rumbling. Right, unlike unlike the Cubs team is like, you know, Joe didn't prepare us for a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, we're the opposite. <laughs> yeah, J Joe, you know, he's like, Joe, uh, I went in there to ask him about my swing because I feel like there's a hitch in it. And then he talked to me about Salvador Dali for 20 minutes and I just <laughs> left, which is how last year went down. Yeah, nobody was warming up and now they're warming up. So that's good. Yeah, but it, it's funny that the Pirates players are being nicer to Clint Hurdle than the Cubs players are to Joe Madden. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, Clint Hurdle can have you killed. So <laughs> that's true. There Clint is Hurdle a is a much more dangerous man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, a little bright spot here uh, for Pittsburgh, anyway, um, is that oh God, anything, anything yeah, is that most sports books think that the Pirates will avoid a hundred losses. That is another headline I read in the Pittsburgh okay, now, Post Gazette. That, that's that's madness. Now, I'll tell you, I and this is from the Pirates fan who has been optimistic coming into the last few years, but I don't see how you take a 69-win team. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I'm going I'm to say that as often as I can. Get rid of two of your three potential All-Stars, add nothing, and win more games than you did. Hey, that's, that's the Cubs' plan, and you face us 19 <laughs> times. So, you know. It, I, honestly, like the central blows, let's face it, you know, this right, is a bunch right. of 500 teams and I think people are expecting that they can just come in and beat up on the pirates. But what I'm saying is they got a lot of young guys 
who are trying to play to stay in the major leagues and get that money because yeah. you, you know what I mean? And so there's something exciting about that. Um, and I think you do avoid a, in fact, they're picking you for 71 wins at zips is anyway. Well, you know, there's a couple of things. There's the, the roster isn't even as good as it was last year. And I, honestly, I'm seeing a fire sale. I just, I don't see how you keep. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. You, you, you know, you know what the, uh, what the payroll is, right? What does oh, a sure. fire sale look yeah. like <laughs> Who even the makes... payroll is only 475? Yeah. Cause he, yeah. Josh Bell, you got him for, he's in his, what? He's got th- two more years of arbitration yeah. after that. He's only making 5 yeah. million bucks. I mean, like, I mean, it, what, you don't even need salary relief. Like what does nutting need the buddy for? But I mean, this this calls back to Aramis Ramirez, right? You've you've got someone solid under contract for another couple of years. I mean, you you got to think in the in the the mindset of a notorious cheapskate. You know, it's not how can I put a non embarrassing team on the field? Yeah, uh, that that's not even that's not even something they're considering. It's so annoying. God, it, you know, there should be some sort of a test when these owners buy these teams to figure out if they actually like baseball. Rather than, you know, thinking like, oh, I'm a big fan of making money and (laughs) somehow, you know, baseball teams never lose money because we get money from the big teams who are good and all this bullshit. They do all the fucking calculations. It's like I I literally I just want I want Bob Euchre to own a team because he enjoys baseball. He likes fucking baseball. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, and also didn't you the the. Town of town city, the city of Pittsburgh, pay for your stadium. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah. mostly. Actually, yeah. I would love to see a Green Bay Packers sort of situation <laughs> in Pittsburgh, where the the city just buys the team. Yeah, and the they and they sell it. because I think Pittsburgh would fucking support that. Like they could sell the bonds to the you know, yeah. uh, you know the the citizens and stuff, and and. I think then people might actually start going to those games and enjoy it. Pittsburgh seems like the perfect place for that sort of a plan. One more interruption, Cubs fans. Um, I'm here at mybookie.ag, and I'm going to do an ad for them. Cubs plus 2,600 to win the World Series at mybookie.ag in their sports book. And, you know, you look at teams like the Dodgers and plus 305. Yankees plus 305. Like, that's not even a bet worth taking. Why not put your money down at mybookie.ag at plus 2,600? I mean, even 10 bucks, you're going to get some money off of it. You know, might as well throw some money behind your team. You could actually, you know, buy yourself a pretty nice dinner if your $10 bet came through at plus 2,600. You know what I mean? Maybe even buy a plane ticket to go see the World Championship Cubs. So, mybookie.ag is when you, where you want to do it. They've, if you use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, they're going to double your first deposit. That's a great deal. Up to 1000 bucks. That's a lot of money. So you play, you win, you get paid at mybookie.ag. If you never want to hear an ad like this, patreon.com slash sunranto. Early ad free listening. Do it before the season starts because this is going to get really tiresome. Well, you know, every, every few years, uh, Mark Cuban teases us. Um, because you know he's he's from Pittsburgh, he loves baseball yeah. and wants wants to own the Pirates. Those and are- has a proven record of liking the sports that he owns the team of and doing great right. things for the team, even if they're not a great team. They don't want him. 
those owners, they've already turned him down. Well, right. You know, like they, and that's the old money. That's the old boys club. And like, there's something special. You got to be part of like the stonecutters association (laughs) on the Simpsons to get in that thing. Maybe, maybe we need to go and have a meeting with Mark Cuban and start the XLB. Yes, yeah, where, where it's completely legal to throw at people, you know, they do shit like that, and like, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm hiring Hurdle as my manager in that team <laughs> that I own. I'm like, Clint, you got to come out of retirement. We got the perfect thing for you. We got it's illegal to not be on steroids. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's there illegal. you go. All yeah. bat, all bat flips. Maybe uh, well, well, just lots of dingers. We'll have it's 300 feet to center. Except you get an extra center fielder that stands beyond the wall and drinks beer with the Bleacher Bump fans. Oh, I can see it now. Oh, I'm going to make this game today. In fact, we got to get off the podcast soon because uh, I got to write down all the the rules I've, I'm thinking of. The Players Union would love that if we added three more positions to the team. And those are the outfielders who actually sit in the stands. And yeah. if a home run goes out, but that outfielder catches it, then it's an out rather than a home run. Yeah, well, yeah, and XLB. we get, and we and and we could have my tie guy running around the bleachers, <laughs> and 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 if he and if he can chase you down and get the ball from you before you like ring a bell or something like that, that's on the top of the steps. Then you know, well, I mean, I mean, it could be just like you can mix all the sports. You know, it could be like rugby, baseball. But only in the stands, like in the – I won't get into it. I could go all day on this right now. <laughs> well, I'm like, it'll, it'll it'll more interesting he's like I won't get into it. I got a 10-page <laughs> dissertation about this. Yeah, let me come up with my business plan. Um, More about the Pirates. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just enjoyed reading the headlines, and I did, unfortunately, click on a few articles. And now I have – You've re- got a virus? Well, no. I've reached my, uh, my limit on Pittsburgh Post-Gazette articles for the month. Right, now you got to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, now I got to subscribe. Eight bucks a month or whatever. Um, but I, I loved this <laughs> article. <laughs> Don't forget about Tom Kohler. And I was like, how can I forget about Tom Kohler when I never even heard of him? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> so I look up Tom Kohler, unfortunately, and he's like this mediocre 33-year-old pitcher coming back from an injury. He hasn't pitched in a year. Or maybe he did pitch at the end of last year. I, I'd forgotten about Tom Kohler years ago. Yeah, no, it's 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 safe to forget about Tom. Tom Kohler's mom forgot about him. Well, you know, and, and this this is another one of the frustrating things about being a Pirates fan is you know everyone signs these non-roster idiots for spring training every year. That's that's you know that that's part of how this all works. You know, you sign an you sign an extra ten catchers for two months just so the pitchers all have someone to throw to. But on the Pirates, like John Ryan Murphy might make the team. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know, I, that's the embarrassing thing. Yeah, and, you know, I saw about the, the catchers, you know, uh, Stallings wasn't bad for you guys. No, he's... He's uh, a great defensive catcher, right? Like, he's known for his pitch framing. and Right, and, and, and he's a good number two. Right. There's a lot of number twos on this team. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it- no, he's, 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 he is decent behind the plate, and, and he, had a, he had a surprising year with a bat last year. Um but like Luke Mai is your backup. I mean, yeah, I, th- th- this all defense, no bat kind of thing. Uh, that's that's like eighties catchers. That's your like Rich Gedman, right? Right. You know, and you know he, he's 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 the guy you stash at AAA for if everyone gets hurt. Yeah, you know, and, and he's on your roster. Yeah. Well, at least there's teams like the Pirates where guys can just kind of 
stay on and get get another year of service time in and make that money and you know retire a little happier you know at least at least they make i mean league minimum still 500 g's you know? yeah so I'd, I'd take it I'd take it yeah i mean i'd i'd retire off of that one year of that shit probably yeah, if, if you're a minor leaguer do you like wish you were on the pirates because you're like there's way more of a chance oh, of absolutely. Me making yeah team. like imagine you're a minor leaguer on the dodgers you know, just oh, like, yeah. you know, that team's just so stacked, like, and barring like a bunch of major leaguers getting injured, you're not even getting on the team, even if you're hitting 300 down at AAA. Um, see, okay, this year, let's talk a little bit about what's going to happen, because it's a weird schedule. Yeah. The Cubs open against the Pirates at Wrigley Field in March which seems like an oversight to have a game <laughs> in, in Wrigley Field in Chicago, Illinois. I'm not even going to visit you in March, much less go to a ball yeah. game. Oh, my God. There's going to be a foot of snow on the ground. Anyway, this seems stupid, but they're doing it. And um, those tickets, by the way, on StubHub already going for under face value. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's a Monday at 3. I guess people can make that, but, you know, cue Michael Cotton rants about how opening day should never be on a Monday or a Thursday, which it is this year. Never. Oh, my fucking God. It's the worst thing. It's Saturday. Start, you know, start with the two-game series. I don't fucking care, like, if that's your problem with it. You have two-game series weirdly throughout the year, which aren't even series. They're sets. Yeah. I mean, you do the... You actually have a, an East Coast and a West Coast team play on Friday night, right? So everybody gets geared up for the big Friday night opening. You know, you have the early game on the East Coast, the later game on the West Coast. They have a three-game set or three-game series. And then the other teams start with a two-game set with day baseball on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, it would be wonderful. And then Monday's your off day. But that's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, because but instead Monday is the day we'll be shoveling our way to Wrigley to <laughs> for the for the first game of the year. Well, and I can't uh, and I can't say I mean, do you know where the Pirates open up? I didn't look at their schedule except for how it pertained to the Cubs, but um do do they open early at Pittsburgh cuz that's not that enjoyable either. You know, I mean Pittsburgh it snows there in May too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I when I lived out there, we had a blizzard in late April. Yeah, um, I'm looking. That, yeah, they open actually just a couple days after visiting the Cubs for our opening day on the 30th. So April 2nd, which might be one of the earliest that you've ever opened. But I've I've and at least you have three day games to start it off. It's all 12:30 or I guess 1:35 Eastern time starts. Yeah, but then you yeah. face Chicago. For a couple of night games, there's three night games, April 6th through 8th, and those could be uh, a little cold out there. Yep. And then we go to Baltimore, where it's not going to be any better. Well, weren't um, you at the game that we went to in April that it snowed? Were you with us that time in Pittsburgh? No, no. That was a beautiful no, July uh, when we were there. I, I was there with my cousins, and we got tickets. Okay. Right, you know the short wall in left field, and then right, yeah. by, right behind it, there's like that restaurant. That you can go inside. I forget the name of it. And you can watch through the windows. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting out there. The game starts. Blizzard. Starts the blizzard. <laughs> and we're like, oh, nice. my God, what the fuck? And the wind's blowing right in our face. And so we went inside that restaurant. And we didn't come out 
from there, except for when it started snowing really hard in about the seventh inning. And everybody left. They kept playing, and we went behind home plate and just sat there catching snowflakes on our tongue, <laughs> hoping we could get on TV. So, I mean, and I, I think that was an April game. So th- this is just ridiculous. Like, why don't they start in mid-April? This is so stupid. Or start on the on the West Coast, start in the South, start in domes. This is so fucking stupid. Exactly. I, there's enough teams in the South, in the West, and that have domes. that It's, it's just idiotic to yeah. be structured like this. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, the, the Cubs have six at home against the Pirates and seven in Pittsburgh before May 21st. And then, so that's 13 games. And then there's um, four at home and two on the road, one of those two-game sets, right after September 14th. So we don't see it from May 21st through September 14th, which is just I, weird. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I would love to be wrong on this, but I don't think this is one of those years. Uh, you know, this happened last year where, and it seems like they do this a lot. The Bucks will be mildly, arguably in contention at the All-Star break. Last year, they were a couple games below 500 and, you know, within spitting distance of the second wild card. And then they just completely tanked the second half of the year. I don't think this will be the case this year. I, I think you'll see them for the team they are from from day one. I just, I, I don't see how they have the horses to to even compete. Well, one thing, I mean, you're not, the team isn't good, so we've got 13 games against you in the beginning, but if you're even worse at the end of the year, we only have six games against a worse Pirates team and 13 (laughs) against, that's how I'm figuring. I'm like, how does this help or hurt the Cubs? And it's baseball, so it probably does nothing. (laughs) So, you know, anything could happen. I mean, who knows? Like, Pirates could come out of the gate and be in first place at the end of April, and that still will kind of mean nothing, you know? Right, and the Cubs and Pirates will end up like ten and nine, either way. <laughs> yeah, baseball gets weird, so we just well, that's what's fun. We'll see what happens. Um, well, yeah, there was that one year I forget if it was ninety seven or ninety nine, where I, Leland was still around and the team had sucked for years, but the entire division was horrible. And at five hundred, coming into the last uh, series of the year against Houston, they could have swept and won the division at. I think they would have been 82 and 80 or something like that. And that was not a good team, but the division blew. Um, yeah. Well, which, as I said, I don't think, I mean, the Pirates are not a good team, but no. I don't think that, I, I think the Cubs got a great core. You know, I think, you know, it, it's like all this on paper stuff. And when you look at it, it's yeah. like nobody is a powerhouse in the division right now. I think that all the teams have pretty significant holes in their lineups you guys worried about the reds yes yeah yeah I mean, <laughs> everyone should be i know mean, I, I agree i mean they still got to play the fucking games you know but you yeah. know because can that team click do they have the right makeup can their pitching repeat what they did last year like pitching can be a fickle fickle thing you know from year to year so right i mean they definitely could be uh you know just a middling team or whatever but yeah. you should be God, worried about a it. Team. <laughs> right. But you should, everybody should be worried about a team that is actually going for it. Like they, they, at the very least, they have the proper mindset going into the season rather than the other teams that are like, eh, you know, I've, 
you know, we need to save a nickel here and a fucking dime there. And, you know, let's, let's not worry about winning that many games because nobody's doing anything and all this shit. Whereas, you know, the Reds are like, Hey, let's just fucking go for it. Let's try and beat these other shit teams that aren't trying to work. Well, we're already nice to see, honestly. Yeah. We're already worried about the Reds because I mean, we Cubs went eight and 11 versus the Reds last year. So, oh God, the Cubs absolutely could not beat them early in the year. No. It was it was rough. And I'm trying to see uh, what you guys did against them. Yeah, you guys were 12 and seven yeah. versus the Reds. So it's like, you, you know, I, I I feel like the Reds. I don't know. It's weird because Joey Votto is not Joey Votto anymore, and you wonder like if he was Joey Votto or has like just a little bit left in the tank, how much more that would have done for them last year. I don't know. We'll talk about the Reds at a future, <laughs> a future podcast once I find a Reds fan that, that I could get to come on the show and get get beat up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, I save this to the end, but I'll start with Pablo Reyes, a utility man who got suspended for using boldenone. But who cares? Like he was using PEDs, but he also batted. He slashed 203, 274, 322. Yeah. He had two homers in 71 games. And, and that's what PEDs get you. Not worth Wait, it, Pablo. I- you know, it's interesting, though. I think there's a lot of that going on at AAA. You know, guys who honestly have no right to be in the majors just trying to do anything they can to even just get a cup of coffee. And, yeah, that that was Reyes. I mean, at his absolute best, he was like a 25th man utility kind of guy. Um, but I guess doing whatever you can to to put that uniform on. Right, I, but, but, I mean, he, he, he wasn't important. Right, but I mean, when did he get busted for the PDs in the off season? Like maybe he was yeah. doing this because that was his slash line. Yeah, that could be. You know, maybe last year he was actually clean, and he's like, you know what? I don't have many more shots of this. I gotta fucking go for it. Do drugs. Yep. And then uh, Felipe Vasquez, <laughs> who is, I mean, quite a talented pitcher. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Quite a piece of shit human being that probably needs to go to jail for a long ass time. Oh, to jail. He needs to be under the jail. Yeah. God, what Uh, a fuck. What kills me is he was going to go to the Dodgers at the uh, at the trade deadline. uh, And they couldn't get the absolute king's ransom that they wanted for him. So they held on to him. There's a little conspiracy theory part of me that wonders if the Dodgers might have gotten wind that there was something wrong with him. Yeah, because it wasn't long after that at all that that it all went down. Yeah, you maybe. Yeah, I had that same thought: is that maybe the Dodgers got wind, and you know, and and we're all finding out through this whole Astros thing that apparently all these teams are talking about shit together and and sending notes to the commissioner's office and all sorts of shit, and nothing happens. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the bad PR, and then the thing is, it's way worse PR when you find out when it all does come out, and you're like, wait, you guys were covering this up, and now there's like a lot more people looking like assholes than there would have been just if you would have called out the asshole in the first place. And I mean, I tell you, the, the details around Vasquez, I mean, I, I, I don't even feel comfortable talking about it, but like, look up the articles if you want to find out the real details around what he did, Ugh. and it's it's worse than... 
it's worse than anything you can imagine. Yeah, no, I, it, I don't want to talk cool. about it either. I read it too, and it's just fucking disgusting. And fuck that guy. And it, and he doesn't. Yeah, under the jail. That's too good for him. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, uh, but now you got who? Kayla closing. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's. <laughs> perfect pirate you know he, he's got the stuff and never quite got it under control um you know he's got something of a temper he, he might have the right mindset for a closer but honestly does it matter who's closing games on this team no you're really not gonna have too many opportunities to close games so i mean there's not gonna be games to close what do you, uh, what do, you, you know, do with a closer when you know you're just not gonna be not going to have that guy out there very often. You know what I mean? Like, how do you have that conversation? Like what, what's the, the training regimen when you're like, well, you might actually be needed like what once a week. Well, I think pirates don't often, well, there's a new management team, so I'm not sure, but I mean, they don't always use a strict closer. So they'll, they'll bring them out in the eighth, um, have him pitch the ninth in a, in a halfway close game. And you know, the other thing is, the Pirates have done pretty well in recent years with grooming closers and trading them off at the deadline. Um, so, you know, the pitch might be, hey, kick ass. You're you're going somewhere yeah. real at the deadline. Yeah, Ooh, or or maybe they'll employ an opener when there's still an opportunity. Yeah. As a closer? I, the, <laughs> yeah, use yeah. their closer as the opener instead just to, you know, give him somewhat high leverage situations. But now he's got to pitch to at least three guys, so I don't know if they can handle that. Well, I mean, if if you have an opener, you hope he's going to get through the one inning anyway. I I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> so, uh, can I ask you some questions that come from our Facebook group? I thought it was funny that when I posted this on the Sunranto Ranters page, uh, that you were the first person to comment. I said. <laughs> Pirates fan Brian is coming on tomorrow. Ask a Pirates fan anything. And then you started the questioning. You asked yourself a question. Yeah, he said, <laughs> Brian, Brian asks himself this question. Will the Pirates be relegated to AAA this year? If there was a God, yes. <laughs> Brian. Um, and, you know, I, not, to get, not to get serious about that question, but, you know, if they're going to keep the current financial structure in Major League Baseball, is that the craziest idea in the world? You know, to have a relegation kind of situation. Because, I mean, I, the Yankees and Dodgers aren't playing the same game that the Pirates are at this point. Right. Yeah. And, you know. and, and I think there should be probably a salary uh, payroll floor because, you know, these guys can afford to throw out a team of $100 million at least and be competitive. Like, you should have to at least spend $100 million on your goddamn baseball team if you're a fucking billionaire owner and want people to give you way more money than that to show up and see it and to yeah, watch the it on TV. seems more important than the cap, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I think they can they can both work. I mean, you look at, like, the NBA where you got a team like the Knicks who have stunk for years, but what the floor makes you do is bring in people with names who can at least play the game. And are watchable. Fun right. at the old ballpark. Right. Have a competitive team out there at least. But, like, what the Orioles are doing year after year, what the Pirates have been doing, yeah. uh, are doing yeah. now. By And it's really about the not spending of money because there are decent free agents – that you could have bought for money and oh, and become a 500 team, not to dip. You could have gotten Nick Castellanos and paid him 7 million bucks. You have that money. Right. Right. Or, well, and, and you know, with the, the, uh, 
they the flexibility the Pirates have, they could have kind of just gone out and bought every free agent this winter. Yeah, sure. You could have, yeah, exactly. Not, and not it, even it, the $20 million guys. You could have gotten a bunch of $10 million talented guys, you know, that would have shored things up. Or again, you know, looking at the NBA model, take, taking a couple of uh, free agents, uh, not free agents, but a couple of veterans kind of close to the end of the crew, eat, eat some contracts, you know, to, to take guys who might be a little older but still have something left in the tank and are getting overpaid at the end of the long contracts. You can eat those to, again, put some names on the field. Yeah. I, and because, you know, the whole thing of tanking in baseball doesn't work like it does in other leagues. I mean, that that number one uh draft choice it's likely to be a good ball player but it nothing's a guarantee and he's you know, two years long away. road right he's like two right. years at away least. at best at least right yeah it's right. not instant impact on your roster um and then anything could happen i mean there's always you know the stories of the the bust there's lots of stories of busts all right next question from you who is Orlando Merced anyway? <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to do a callback to myself. Um, Orlando Merced was... <laughs> he, he, he was a guy played on the Pirates late 90s, early 2000s. He was like that guy who hit 272 with 14 home runs every year. You know, he, he was that perfect... Like when they say wins above replacement, he was replacement. <laughs> it should be you know? win, wins above Orlando <laughs> is what it should be. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Um, were you really sitting next to Danny the night Josh Bell hit the grand slam? You got to give me something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Cubs got their ass kicked in Pittsburgh one day on a very beautiful night at beautiful PNC Park. One of my favorite ballparks in the majors. It is. Just gorgeous. It is. And except you can't smoke there. Fuck those fuckers. It's Pittsburgh, for Christ's sake. It's right, also 2020, Danny. You could smoke in <laughs> church. But yeah, but you could smoke in church in Pittsburgh as of like two years ago. Right. You oh. could smoke in the casino right across the street. Yeah, you could. Actually, you can't. They got a smoker's fucking room that you just Oh, did they the- change it now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, Just a couple of years ago, you could. Yeah. All right. I'm going to write a book about all the places that you can smoke. Because <laughs> um, there's oh, not the smoker's good. guide to travel. That'd the be the smoker's guide a to getting lung, lung cancer around the country. Like wiki smoke. Wiki smoke. <laughs> yeah, we could crowdsource it. Have have an app. Like if you're a smoker and find a place you right. can smoke, you could like pin it. Oh, it's like, actually a great idea. I'm here smoking. <laughs> and you're like, sweet. I'll be right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Can I Bubba smoke? Um, here's <laughs> here's um, Dan Nielsen's right. question. Can I'm scared. They, I haven't looked at these. So can they stop with that damn harpsichord? It is fucking <laughs> wow. There's like no. four people at the game, and they're like, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, oh god. Like a three game set in Pittsburgh, it really does kind of irk me at a point. Do you notice it, Not- or do you like it? Because you're like, yeah, go Pittsburgh. <laughs> Uh, no, it does. It's just funny. I, I kind of, I, I almost block it out now. I barely even notice it. But that, that when you're actually there, it's annoying as hell. Yeah. Well, because you're a musician, I just feel like the timbre of their particular harpsichord sound. Uh, Dan Nielsen, also a musician. And uh, so I'm, I'm, maybe that's why it annoys me. I'm just like, wrong sound. Not, it's not even a good sample. Yeah. It's like, gonk, gonk. It really gets on your fucking nerves. Um, 
So Sonny Saris says, I enjoyed my visit to PNC last year, but the food options really sucked. Well, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. (laughs) It's it's a Pittsburgh food experience, right? I mean, if you're if you're looking for some good vegan options, you're screwed. Um, You did a pulled pork pierogi sandwich, which I don't know, was pretty unsuccessful. Did you ever have that one? No. How can you mess that up? Well, because what I thought it was going to be was like a pierogi, which had pulled pork with like, you know, the potato filling or whatever inside of it. And it was like kind of a sandwich thing. But instead, what it is, is a pulled pork sandwich with a couple pierogies on it. So you get a pierogi and a bun. Oh, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, because you don't want a pierogi and bun. Like, that's just like carb overload. You know what I mean? Well, the the thing is, even like you're a Permani Brothers fan or you're not, you know. They put Um, French fries on a salad. I am a fan. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I wonder. Like one of the things they're doing this year is they've got a waffle cone with kielbasa, pierogies, Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, and Russian dressing. Ooh. Yeah, it was like a, like a, like a Polish Reuben in a waffle cone. Um, <laughs> like like a waffle <laughs> cone. Wait, wait, great. wait. Like an it's... ice cream cone waffle cone. Yeah. Yeah. But w- w- <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I mean, I love all the things. That are going into this cone, right? right it sounds no, exactly. amazing. And then I'm like, wait, and then I'm eating this like weird, like cinnamony fucking graham cracker shit with it? No. I don't know, man. I'm I'm willing to give that a shot. Ugh, this, it's gonna I'm, fall I'm, apart, I'm gonna dude. You're gonna take one bite of that waffle cone, the thing's gonna crack, you're gonna be covered in fucking Thousand Island. Is what's gonna happen. <laughs> well, I hope it's put together better than the forty man roster. That's, that's... <laughs> it's about as fucking uh, shambly as the forty man roster. But it probably no... costs more than some of the contracts. Oh yeah, that's probably like an eighteen dollar waffle cone, which is the same as your backup catcher. <laughs> um, if he's getting that much, he's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, let's see another question. Jose Orlando Mercado, which almost sounds like Orlando Mercado, Merced, yeah, um, says, uh, where does the new front office stand in acquiring players that actually look like fucking pirates? Because they used to do that. You know, well, like I, I, Sean Rodriguez, he really embraced it with the whole fucking do-rag thing and eye patch. <laughs> no, you I, You know. Word is that everyone's being required to take batting practice with an eye patch. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm hoping that's true. If you can get a, get a few more hit by the pitches this year, you got to get them base somehow. So that that is, I'm, I'm in favor. One thing I did notice is that it was kind of really difficult to find Pirates news when I, you know, compared to like the Cubs news that yeah. there's a constant onslaught. But I was like, oh, let me look at what's going on with the 2020 Pirates. And then I found Nothing. a lot of, yeah, I found a lot of articles that were really old and some about, you know, questions for the pirate. Like, I really couldn't find much at all. And also, people don't, on the Veranters page, they only had like four questions about the pirates and three <laughs> of them, and three of them were your questions, Brian. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, other than the Marte trade, I mean, you know, listen, I, they've made so many bad trades over the last few years that, you know, maybe taking six months to figure out who you've got on the roster and who might actually be worth something might not be the craziest philosophy in the world. Uh, 
So, you know, I, I can't really blame him for sitting pat, but yeah, there really hasn't been any Pirates news. Is, is that their 2020 tagline? Pirates, we'll see what we got. <laughs> <laughs> Pirates, it might not be as bad as you think. Yeah, you've come a long way from the We Are Family group. Yeah. Right. Oh, Pirates, come to the game. Give us your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Adam Frazier, he's not too bad. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, well, good luck to you this year. I my, I predict. Okay, here's my prediction for the Cubs and Pirates, and I'll just predict it okay. sp- specifically. I think the Pirates will be a thorn in the Cubs' side, but the Cubs will still manage to go twelve and seven against them, which I wish it was better. But in those twelve wins, four of the games will go extra innings, and one of the games is going to go seventeen. That's a very specific prediction, but and I won't very remember I made specific. it. But to that, to that, add on to that, all four of those extra innings will be night games with day games following, and the Cubs will lose <laughs> all those day games. Yeah, that there's your seven. I, you know what? I, it's I, I'd love to argue with you. I'll I'll agree with your uh, twelve and seven, but I'll I'll go with some specifics here. Chris Archer will pitch a complete game one hitter against you. Oh. People were like, "That'll be one of the wins." Wow! Complete it, game one hit. When when does the hit come? What inning? Seventh. Oh, because everyone will start to get excited, and then he'll blow it with a dribbler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then. if he gives up the hit in the seventh, I think he gets pulled. Right? Yeah. Like if he's going to go the complete game one hitter, I'm going to say it's going to be I don't a know, home man. run in the first inning. Okay. And then the Cubs will lose 2-1. Yeah, I don't know, man. Have you seen their bullpen? They just might let them stay out there. <laughs> eh, that's true. I guess that <laughs> there there are other factors. What do you think, Michael? I, I tell you, I think the bullpen's better than the rotation, frankly. I mean, I, they've gotten a half-decent set of scrap heap guys. I mean, there's no one fantastic. But, you know, the back end is Kyle Crick's got decent stuff. Feliz's come around. Feliz has been okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's garbage, you know, at the other end of the bullpen. But I think pretty much everyone's garbage if you go into the bullpen in the fourth inning. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not too concerned about the bullpen. It's 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 the rotation that scares me. Yeah, the bunch of number fours and fives. Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a team of number twos. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's your prediction, Michael, for the season series? Um. I think the Cubs win 14 games. So, so 14 what's, what's and 5. Four, 14 and 5. I could see 14 and 5. Yeah. Couple sweeps in there, maybe just one. Um now I have a TFC. I have to find it here. The uh, this flexing cube. I yes, and I have one as well. Um and it's probably the same one because it's I think this there's is not a lot of pirates news. I mean, it was hard to find even people talking about the pirates on Twitter at all. Like I think most... you meant Filipino channel. I, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 no, the, the pirates. Uh, in fact, when you look at for them on Twitter, you have to be very specific that you're looking for the Pittsburgh pirates because <laughs> there's like a lot of other pirate news that usually trumps what's going on with the Pittsburgh yeah, pirates. You, you get, Old episodes of Seinfeld in his puffy shirt. Yeah. So you get Somali stuff with Tom Hanks. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so um, 
there's a picture that was tweeted out by Rob Zimmer at PGHFan72. And he's down, I assume this is in spring training, where uh, they have Pirate City. Right. right. All right. And I'm looking at the front of their spring training uh, facility here. And uh, the E is burnt out in the picture. And so uh, Rob Zimmer, the Pirates can't afford to fix the E. (laughs) (laughs) So, Which is true, because that would cost more than their payroll. Well, and well, you figure with all the ease on the field that they'll have this year, they'd have one to spare. See, I was yeah, going to go true. with uh, you're going to need some E to be a Pirates fan this year. Yeah. <laughs> Rob Zimmer, I, I, he was just a goldmine of uh, of uh, TFCs, but he retweeted and or quote tweeted Alex Stumpf, uh, who said the Pirates will extend the netting at PNC Park and right. Lee Lecom, which I guess is spring training, right? Uh, starting yeah. this season, new netting, and it's going to stretch all the way to nearly the length of the field. So Rob Zimmer writes, the Pirates will be protecting a bunch of empty seats. <laughs> and, it's, and it's true. So that's what I got. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, so I have uh, Fox Sports MLB posted, if MLB were to expand, which city should get a team Friend of the podcast, Evan Altman, says Pittsburgh. Ouch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yikes. Ouch. I, I thought that. I, I was laughing for quite a while on that one. So I guess uh, there's your Pirates preview. Anything to add about your your stinking team? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I will give you the season, uh, the season prediction, which is uh, 59 and 103. Okay. I think is where they'll end up. But I do honestly think this is right. It's got to be the bottom of the parabola at some point. And um, Ooh, parabola you know, is a great word. Yeah. Thank isn't, you. Isn't Thank that you. what Pablo Reyes just got suspended for taking? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I think uh, wild card in 2023, man, that's 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 what we're shooting for. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but only if they expand it to 27 teams, right? Oh, God. Uh, OK, hold on. Before we go. Oh, okay, good. The most asinine thing I've ever heard is that whole reality show WWE style <laughs> pick your own opponent bullshit. Oh, God. Just just no. Like, think before you engage your mouth, you idiots. Like, yeah. Yankees, who are you going to give the rose to? It's like the yeah, fucking bachelor. Yeah. Just, just insanity. And can, can we stop with expanding the playoffs? I mean, honestly, you know, it it, it hurts to never be in the playoffs. But it, ten teams is arguably too many already. You know, I grew up with four. And, hey, you know, um, if you, real quick, to be fair, yeah. only eight teams make the playoffs. Two teams yeah. lose in the play-in game. They so. don't get, but right, right. No, I'll give you that. I'll give it. I th- it, the, it, this is a podcast. Everybody just loves to hear me complain about that. <laughs> I, I had to play your drop. Um, so uh, I, I've got a uh, a really terrible song to end with. Well, I, I don't know. Do you want to give season? Pr- I, th- I think the Pirates will be better than that. I actually think that they will manage to have some play some streaky getting it together baseball i think that right. i think that they'll get a bump from being with the new manager who maybe isn't a fucking raging fucking alcoholic asshole and um i don't know if he's an alcoholic but he seems like one one would hope 
Yeah, one one would hope that's why he is the way he is. I think you guys had a really shitty year last year, and it was like, yeah, that big fight with the Reds, a lot of suspensions, right, you know. Right. And you still managed to win 69 games. Nice. Which, you know, I, I'm just thinking, you know, you could get to that 71 mark, not that you want to. you maybe rather get the 59 and just really get the draft pick, but I actually think you'll be – more decent than I would hope. I'll take it. Yeah. My my prediction is that the new manager will actually bring in a cardboard cutout of the owner in a swimsuit. <laughs> and the more wins oh, they get, the pieces come off. I don't know and, if that's uh, an incentive or <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this guy? So, Although I'll tell you, Corbin Burns would play games. better defense at third than Colin Moran. So. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to make some sort of uh, L.A. law joke, and I just came up empty. So, <laughs> so, I, so I, I was like, I got nothing. Like, why can't I find anything funny about L.A. law right now? I'm like, oh, maybe because you're not supposed to. Maybe there is nothing funny about it. Um, all right. Well, that's our show. Good. You know, congratulations on your team being still a team. Why? And, thank you very much. And, Haven't been relegated yet. No. Yeah, congratulations on that jersey you're going to buy. And uh, Spagog. Spagog. Can you say go Pirates backwards for us? Pirates go. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. I don't know if that was the best one or the worst one. Both. Oh, the year was 1778. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. A letter of mark came from the king to the scummiest vessel I've ever seen. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Oh, well, said Barrett, cried the town. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now For twenty brave men, all fishermen Who would make for him the antelope's crew God damn them all I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold We'd fire no guns, shed no tears Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier The last of Barrett's privateers The antelope sloop was a sickening sight How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now She'd a list to the port and her sails in rags And the cook in the scuppers with the staggers and jags God damn them all I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold We'd fire no guns, shed no tears Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier The last of Barrett's privateers On the king's birthday we put to sea How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now We were 91 days to Monty Go bay, pumping like madmen all the way. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. On the 96th day we sailed again. I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. When a bloody great Yankee hove in sight with our cracked four pounders, we made to fight. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken
working man on Halifax Pier, the last of Barrett's brave adieres. The Yankee lay low down with gold. I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. She was broad and fat and loose in stays, but to catch her took the antelope two whole days. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. Then at length we stood two cables away. I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. Our cracked four-pounders made an awful din, but with one fat ball the Yanks stole us in. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. The antelope shook and pitched on her side. I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. Barrett was smashed like a bowl of eggs, and the main truck carried off both men eggs. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on the Halifax Pier, the last of Barrett's privateers. So here I lay in my twenty-third year. How I wish I was in Sherbrooke now. It's been six years since we sailed away, and I just made Halifax yesterday. God damn them all. I was told we'd cruise the seas for American gold. We'd fire no guns, shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on a Halifax pier. The last of Barrett's Brave. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 